Ohio. Hi, hi. We're back. Hit us. And it feels like five years since we've recorded. It 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 really does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the past week has been so, so long. I am uh, I'm glad to be back to normality. Mm-hmm. It's also been two days longer than normal since we record. I know, which is why this has felt like an eternity. Yep. Yep. Again, this is like my one sanctity of the week. This is something that I like actually look forward to and greatly enjoy. <laughs> and I have been uh, like I said, it's been it's been a week. Has been a week. It's been a week for me too. We have a new person at work and she is from Osaka. Oh, fancy. Yeah. So I'm gonna piss her off by asking her questions about Japan. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, that that's actually great. Ask all of the questions. Yeah, she's lovely. She's very, very sweet, very, very kind. Um, nice. And doing great. First week, learning lots. Very overwhelming, but doing great. Hell yeah. That's yeah. what's up. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah, Buddy Daddies is what we're covering this week. By the way, we're B&B anime. We forgot that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Blue. That's Brad. <laughs> yeah, I am Brad. Nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> Literally every time <laughs> I'm the one that introduces us, I always say it backwards for giggles. <laughs> uh, yep. And uh, I am an elf. Just saying. You you are an elf. I'm an elf. And you make a phenomenal elf. Good God, that cosplay was phenomenal. You Thank look absolutely you. amazing. I could not gush enough. Thank you. Uh, it only took me like a month to put together. It was so fun. It was so, so fun. That's awesome. Um, I did lots of arts and crafts on it. By the way, if you want to check out pictures, you can go over to my Instagram, shameless plug, Blue Lavenders on Instagram. Uh, it, I'm sure it's around. You can find it. I don't know. Like if you look B&B, if you search B&B anime, you can find me through that. It's probably easier than searching it typing up my handle because my handle's complicated but yeah i um went to a ren fair this past weekend and um had a fantastic time it was the rent went rent wentworth it was the wentworth ren fair in just outside of hamilton ontario it was the first wentworth ren fair which i didn't know i didn't know it was their first ever ren fair which was super wow. fun yeah they did a great job um they're connected with the Oxford Ren Fair, which is like a really big Ren Fair in October here in Ontario. But this was the first time that they did one in like spring summer because the obviously the October one is like autumnal more. And by the time October comes around here in, in Canada, I mean in Ontario it's not as bad. Um, but it's it's properly autumn by that time, you know? Like in Alberta it snowed a couple of times in September. So I mean Ontario is a little bit different in the weather, but like it's it's autumn autumn, which is great for Renfairs a lot of the time because you get to wear like cloaks and capes and you know, like actually layer up. That's one thing I always okay, sorry if the ADHD is a little bit much today. I feel like <laughs> it's good. a little much today. Um, but that's one thing I've always thought about like those LA Renfairs, like the huge ones, is like aren't you overwhelmingly sweltering in all of your garb you would think so yeah because like they always have them in like july and i'm like in la you think that you would have it in like january because the weather doesn't change <laughs> like like you could have it like any time of year that isn't the hottest month of the year and yet they still seem to always have it like right in the middle of summer and i'm like okay i mean fair enough but like okay I mean, it's the same thing here. Like, all the big festivals and whatnot are always mm. during the summer. And it's like, why? I mean, I get it. Because kids are out of school. So that, that way, you know, capital, you know, 
capitalist society you make as much money as possible kids are out of school so therefore that many people coming and all that type of stuff but good god like whenever they're like dressing up and stuff like that involved yeah oh and i will say like from the experience that i have had from going to things like historical fairs and ren fairs and that kind of thing it tends to be fairly adult like you get the occasional family but from from my experience like teenagers and up like and it's not like a oh there's alcohol or whatever like there's no alcohol it's just that the content tends to not be very like kid entertaining like families don't really unless they're families within the nerd community already you know like like if they've got like nerdy parents who have been to the Ren Fair, then they might take their kids along but like it's not like a normal person thing yeah like you've got to be pretty nerdy yeah yeah and uh, and yeah, so my experience has been that like the youngest, like I think I saw maybe like twenty kids at the Ren Fair this past weekend, and that's probably max. Like like the the vast majority of people were above the age of sixteen, mm-hmm. which I personally prefer because I love adult spaces. I don't like to be around children. <laughs> I mean that that's one hundred percent understandable. Whenever I went on my cruise last year, the top deck of the ship is Mm. basically entirely for adults yeah like they have their own private jacuzzis and that type of thing and it was so quiet Mm -hmm. and my god it was one of the most fun things that i've ever got to enjoy because it was just tranquil it was peace yeah i think there's really something to be said about having like kids spaces and family oriented spaces and then adult only spaces Mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean that the content between the spaces has to change really like it's the same thing it's just that sometimes like you just don't want to be around kids like i love them but they're exhausting yeah like it's it's one of the jokes i love to make anytime i'm over at trees Mm. or you know around anybody else that has kids like i like i love the kids that are around me like all of my god kids and everything like i adore them my nephews all of them adore them to the ends of the earth but whenever they get loud i can hand them back <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah a hundred percent and like i mean i don't have any children in my life and haven't had any children in my life ever really like i'm the youngest of my family and then i'm the third youngest of my greater family and the two that are younger than me are younger than me by a year and then a two years. Mm-hmm. So, like, babies were not a thing. And then my cousins who started to have babies kind of were having them around the same time that we emigrated. So then, like, I didn't even get, like, cousins having babies when I was, like, even a teenager because the- I was on the other side of the world, right? Mm-hmm. So my only real experience with kids in general is the three kids that I've babysat. That's it. Hmm. Yeah, so I don't know how to human around small humans. And, like, I can. Now, like, newborns, and, like, around that age where they're not able to support their heads, like, mm. I I refuse to hold or do anything like that with because I'm not going to be responsible if the child breaks. <laughs> I mean, I realize that they're not going to break, but still, it's, like, it's so fragile, and I'm so me (laughs) like giant burly man who throws around heavy ass paint buckets for a living so therefore this thing that weighs the epitome of nothing being in my arms i'm like i'm scared i'm terrified (laughs) 
Yeah, no, you saying that just like we have these five pound bags of coffee and like like the idea of like two of those being a human fucks with me. Yeah, like it it's it's unreal. <laughs> yeah. Like like I'm slinging those all over the place like <laughs> Oh. Um, oh, that just made me think a child weighs as much as a gallon of paint. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Like in that like that's weird. It it's so strange like trying to formulate like weights and then thinking about what i do for work and like what that equates to i'm like uh, oh yeah <laughs> yeah that's two five pound bags of coffee as a child that's like i don't know i don't know that's like yeah that's probably like one of those like coffee canisters that i'm like chucking all over the shop <laughs> yeah that's wild <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh i don't get it children no. are scary they're they're freaking terrifying and like i've never held a baby i've the youngest child i have ever interacted with since i was about 14 is three huh and that was for like an hour with their parent right by them <laughs> yeah the last time i held a newborn or something like that like they stayed in my arms maybe a couple of minutes before the parent Whoever it was, because I I literally cannot remember who this was with at this point, was just like, you look very uncomfy. Do you, do you want me to take them back? I was like, yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I, I just, uh, it's, uh, I don't want to be that guy because I love kids and kids love me. Like, there is a reason why Tree's kids know me as Uncle Tower, because mm. I'm 6'4 and kids literally see me as a jungle gym. Yeah, that's fair. And I'm strong enough to let them treat me as a jungle gym because I will also throw them across the room onto something squishy. <laughs> I'm not going to throw them on the floor, but I will find the nearest couch and launch them onto it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds like fun. I, uh. <laughs> the, the, yeah, funnily enough, though, on the discussion of kids, buddy yeah, daddies. Buddy daddies. That was like the, our best segue in like ever. It really was. I don't know how we like fully ended up on the topic of kids, but my God, we could not have planned that any better for right? this. And we're, but we're only 10 minutes in. I don't feel like we've rambled enough. Uh, you, you know what? It, it's fine. I'm I'm good with uh, talking about how my, my week has been. It's, been. it's been a week. Yeah. Uh, I'm not frustrated. It's okay. No. Uh, it's okay. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll ramble about all the bullshit that I have going on after the podcast is over. Because uh. I will not have any of this be used against me in any way, shape, form, or fashion going forward. However, uh, you, you know what I did today? What? I put up insulation in a roof. Ooh, I'm still gonna laugh at the way you say roof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fine. But yeah, so my uncle is opening <laughs> up. That was so dead. It's fine. Yeah, it's totally fine that you laugh at me about that. Yeah, no, it's it's totally cool that you laugh at the way me or the way I say roof. It's okay. I'm not mad about it at all. Roof, <laughs> room, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Literally, our whole dynamic is giving each other shit. So if you want to laugh at me over the way I say roof and room, feel free. <laughs> I, w- I, I hold- okay Yeah, I will. It. It's fair. <laughs> I'm not planning on holding back anytime soon. Okay, good. Don't. <laughs> I would be disappointed in you if you did. <laughs> <laughs> did you? What was that? What was what? What was that? A sneeze or a cough? 
Uh, it was a cough, but oh. I, I tried to mute my mic on the roadcaster so I could get it out so that, that way I don't have to edit that out uh, after the fact. I just caught the tail end of it and it sounded like one of those like girly sneezes or it's like, yeah. I was like, what? Since when is that how you sneeze? Wait, wait, wait. I got this. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's canon. That's how you sneeze. <laughs> oh, I love this roadcaster and everything I can do with it, so I can just do shit like that. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So my uncle's opening up a new restaurant, and so we had to go put in insulation in the roof mm. before they put up metal, mm. because he initially intended on leaving the ceiling open and with the rafters and everything exposed. But come to find out, it's summer, and doing that with no insulation is kind of not good. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, they decided to insulate it and then put up some metal to seal in the insulation to try to keep it cool. So, yeah, I have put that up today, and I still feel incredibly itchy, even though I showered and scrubbed the absolute hell out of everything. Mm. That's also why I'm coughing, because even though I was wearing a respirator, I still feel like I inhaled a lot of dust and insulation dust. Asbestos. Pretty much. So, <laughs> look, okay, I just want to make it to Japan. So just as long as it takes um, hold after Japan, I'm good. <laughs> um, it's fine. I'm, Everything's fine. I mean... <laughs> Sure, yeah, totally. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my poor lungs. Oh, all the abuse they've been put through over the years, it's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Speaking of but lungs, well, not really. My allergies are playing up, so I can't see very well right now. Um, I'm also having trouble seeing, but that's because I lost my contacts. What'd you do that for? Um, so listen, okay, here's how I do things. I will go through my three months worth of contacts. And then as soon as I put in my last pair out of that pack, I will go and order more. Mm. Well, I put in my last pair and I go to order more. They're closed. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll just go tomorrow and do it because they'll be open. And lo and behold, that night, my right contact lens falls out while I sleep. So I wake up and I'm like, hmm, it's a little blurrier than normal. <laughs> yeah. And the thing about contacts is whenever you have the ones that you can wear overnight, like sometimes at night, like they slip off a little bit, like, or they slip off of the cornea or whatever the fuck. Iris. The, yeah, iris that thing. What whatever the fuck the colored bit and the black bit and the eyeball are. I don't know. Iris I don't know people. eyeball anatomy. Yeah, yeah, that thing. Anyway. <laughs> so whenever you wake up, like sometimes you just gotta, you know, smoosh it over a little bit and you know, you get it back in up. place and it's fine. Yeah. So I was like, hmm, you know, let me let me just sit here and like poke around like all the different corners of my eye, make sure it didn't slide over. Nope. <clears throat> Straight up gone. It's like, well, this is a problem. So I get to work because for some reason I left my glasses at work and pop out my other contact and put on my glasses. And now everything is blurry outside of the frames. That's fun. 
Everything's blurry for me 24-7 because I never wear my glasses and don't own contact lenses. You should wear your glasses. I should. My dad's an optician. Uh, you know, I feel like the... I feel like we're back to the old streaming days of either having to yell at you to A, wear your glasses, or B, wear your wrist brace. Oh, also not wearing that currently. When do you ever, mate? I mean, okay. <laughs> I will say, I wore my wrist brace for like a week, but I wore it at work last week, and it got covered in espresso. And like, even though I was like being good and wearing my health and safety gloves and shit, it still got filthy. So I washed it, um, and then I put it, in a place to dry and it's different in the different spot than usual and therefore it doesn't exist anymore uh. <laughs> oh my goodness it's okay i get it i realize how adhd works <laughs> because i'm literally the same way if i put something where it doesn't go it just doesn't exist anymore yeah. object permanence is literally a myth for yeah. people with adhd it's fine uh -huh. <laughs> oh it's okay everything's fine yeah so at some point i will discover it and then put it on and then it'll go back to its normal spot but yeah, it'll be fine yeah, we we have time between now and then to see when that happens. Yeah, it's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. You'll find it eventually. Yeah, maybe. I also have to wash my work apron. Um, we'll see when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have to work tomorrow? <laughs> no, actually, I'm off tomorrow. What? Off I on know. a Sunday? On a Sunday. I have Sunday, Monday off. The hell? I know, which is really weird because technically my it means my days off are apart because I have... Sunday off for of this week and then Monday off of next week and then Sunday off of next week. So like my days off are technically split, but they're not. It, mate, you do realize that Sunday is the start of the week, right? Sunday is the end of the week. It on a physical calendar. <laughs> Sunday is the start of the week, but uh, it, it's okay. I get it. As working individuals, <laughs> Monday is the start of our week. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't with you. <laughs> Sunday's the end of the week. Monday's the beginning of the week. Oh, the week no. goes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Obviously. But if you look at a calendar. If you look at a calendar, it Sunday starts on a Saturday. Monday. Excuse me? <laughs> Is this a cultural thing? Have we discovered a new cultural difference? The physical calendar goes Sunday to Saturday. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It goes Monday to Sunday. Excuse me? Okay, the Google one is goes Sunday to Saturday. I will give you it's that. Because that's correct. <laughs> is, I, my work schedule calendar goes Monday through Sunday. Because as businesses. Yeah, but so does Monday my, is the beginning of the work week. No, but so does my 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 like written agenda calendar goes Monday through Sunday. Okay. Like the one that I handwrite everything in is Monday through Sunday. Yeah, so listen. Is it a planner? I have a planner and I have a, a like a calendar calendar. Both of them start on a Monday. Just say it. Okay. Do me a favor. You have your phone on your desk, right? Mm-hmm. Open up your calendar app for me. 
I just did, and it's yeah, it's what you says. But the both the work one and my physical one are Monday through. But this is also American because it's a Google phone. I have an iPhone, and I still know I'm right. American. All right, look here. Look, I'm not even gonna go there. Uh. <laughs> but still, my days off are technically split because I'm going by the work calendar. <laughs> Again, I get it. I because the work week is literally Monday to Sunday. <laughs> I get it. It's fine. I understand. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not going to throw things. <laughs> You say rough, you can't talk. All right, look here, you tea-sipping maple leaf. I love you and all, but I'm not going to sit here and take this abuse. (laughs) You actually will, though, because I don't expect that you're going to stand up. Uh, You're right. My knees are too bad for too Uh much standing. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I will book the next flight to Toronto. Don't don't you test me. Is that a guarantee? Can I get a piggy promise? <laughs> oh, if I had my passport. <laughs> if only. <laughs> oh, I, I should... have two. Take that. <laughs> I should probably fill out the paperwork and get my passport sometime between now and next year. <laughs> yeah, might be might be a good idea. You know, <laughs> I'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> ADHD, man, it's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I know my wrist brace is somewhere. <laughs> Oh my god, this episode has been an ADHD nightmare. It really has. <laughs> you know what I learned the other day? At a different one of our locations for the coffee shop, mm-hmm. there's only one person who is neurotypical in that location. That's, uh... <laughs> I was like, poor them. Yeah. Oh, it's it's one of the things to where... <laughs> I'm at work and I realize like my limitations on things. And then I look at the people I'm surrounded by and I'm just like, ah, I feel so out of place. Someone help. <laughs> Someone help me, please. Yeah. It's like, I love my boss, but she still gives me verbal notes that while I'm busy. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I love you for doing this and thinking, genuinely believing that I'm going to remember this. <laughs> I love whenever people tell me, hey, uh, remember this for me. And I'm like, Bitch, do no. you know who you're talking to? <laughs> I, I am the love- epitome of as soon as you tell me something, it's in one ear and out the fucking other, mate. No, my favorite thing is when I'm like, oh, yeah, um, what type of size of coffee can I get you? Oh, yeah, the medium. And uh, what roast? Okay, the light roast. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, would you like your scone warmed up? Okay, yeah, for sure. Goes to warm up the scone. What coffee would you like? <laughs> oh, I, I will... I will have a full conversation with a customer and be like, all right, your paint, interior, exterior. Okay. What sheen? Okay. Satin. All right. How many gallons do you want? Three. Okay. Literally turn around, walk to the back, come back up to the front. Did you want interior, exterior? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. hundred percent. I do that all the time. Or uh, I'll just be right back. I'm going to go to the stock room. What? Why am I here? (laughs) What do I need? Literally. (laughs) Oh, and it's one of those things, too, to where literally I'm known at work for being the asshole out of the bunch. Like if somebody needs a customer handled, they come to me because I 
I have the innate ability to info dump somebody so hard that I'll overload their brain and they'll just fucking leave. Mm. So, yeah, it was one of those things to where, and I'll do that, but somebody gives me an order for paint and give me two seconds and it's already out my brain, but I can tell you the cure time on an epoxy that I sold three years ago for the old peepee head company that I no longer work for. Yeah. But heaven forbid somebody give me an order right now. I am no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, fully. I'm 100% the same way. Oh, which reminds me um, of asshole customers. I had a lady come to the cafe with her dog the other day. And this is the I'm... first time. Yeah. This is the first time that um, somebody has been like a, like not very nice about it. Because, like, normally you just say, like, oh, is that a service dog? And sometimes people just go, yes. And then, like, okay, fair enough. Like, I can clearly tell that that's not a service dog, but I can't question you on it. So, whatever. Um, okay. I'm not going to bully you about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't like that you're doing that because you're making it way more hard for people with actual service dogs to get into spaces. But still, whatever, you know, is what it is. But... A lot of the time, most of the people in our community just go, oh, okay, I'm so sorry, I didn't know. And then they'll, like, either tie the dog up outside just briefly, um, or we'll just say, I can bring your drink out to you. Like, it's it like we can make it, like, once you've ordered and paid, like, you can go wait outside and we'll bring it out. And we've got, like, a dog bowl out there and we have dog biscuits and stuff. Like, it's a thing. And, like, they can stay on the patio, but they just can't be inside the cafe. Like, it's a food place. Like, that's, yeah. I feel like that's pretty standard, right? Mm -hmm. It is. Anyway, so this, we have like a bar counter, obviously, we're a coffee shop. Um, and when you're behind the bar, you can't often see dogs because like, unless you've watched them walk in from the door, they're too close. So you can't see like over and down enough to be able to tell if there's a dog there. So quite often we'll have people come in, order drinks, wait, pick up their drink. And it's only as they're walking out the door that we ever noticed that they had a dog in the first place. And by then, like, what are you going to do? Like chase about, Hey kid, why did you bring your dog in here? Like, you know, they're already gone. So like in those circumstances, we were just like, okay, well, okay. But this lady, she went and sat down at one of our tables um, in the back end. Right. And like, again, we didn't notice this whole time. She'd ordered her drink. She'd gone down. She paid for a drink. She had it in a to-go cup. Like she didn't order it for here. And then she went and sat down at one of our tables. And we didn't notice this whole time. Like there was like three of us. And none of us saw that she had this dog. And then I went to go and change the garbages down that end. And I see this butt. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not human. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like poking my head out of the corner and I'm like, that's a, that's a dog. She's got like, and it's like a, a pretty, like a good size, medium size, like, like a pit bull kind of like, I don't know, a short hair kind of dog, gorgeous dog, very well behaved, super quiet, just sitting there nicely, like enjoying their time. Like, honestly, if it was my cafe and if it wasn't like a food thing, I would have been just fine letting them stay there with the dog. Very well behaved. But still, I'm the supervisor on, uh, on scene. And so I go to her and I'm just like, hey, is that a service dog? And she says, um, uh, we're just sitting here. He's being good. And I'm like, okay, so you didn't answer my question. So I know that it's not a service dog. Like, okay, great. So I'm like, I, I understand that, but I'm sorry. You, we can't have dogs inside the cafe. And she's like, but he's being like well-behaved. And I'm like, it's not an issue of his behavior. It's a health and safety thing. We can't have dogs inside the cafe unless he's a service animal. And she just goes off on one. Like, he was being well-behaved. We were just sitting here. It wasn't even a big deal. Why did you come over here in the first place? We've been here for like three minutes, so you haven't even said anything already. Like, 
like all like shouting and getting really mad and i'm just saying i'm sorry it's health and safety like we can't have dogs in the cafe and i'm just repeating it's health and safety it's health and safety because i'm like this is not my decision like your dog is is well behaved i agree with you like it would have been fine but this is like there there's food here like i'm sorry Mm -hmm. um and she's like storming and like screaming and there's two her dog this whole time so well behaved such a good dog she's not she's gone off (laughs) the the, there's two customers who had just gone through i'm assuming a couple um who were just standing there and they're just like talking and i can feel myself like i when i get in situations like that i flush i'm english we get our english rose we like i i get hot and bothered and my face shows it like even if like my expression is calm cool and collected the blood rushes to my head and i know i am bright red and um and and eventually she just like i'm just like i'm sorry you have to leave like i just put my foot down like you have to go and so she storms out of the cafe and this couple are just like kind of like just watching and observing and like just looking at me the whole time and i'm like i don't expect them to step in or anything but like they were just like like a reality tv show they were glued on the situation and um and my coworker just turns to me and she's just like you handled that really well and i'm like thanks um which i appreciate it because i was feeling very flustered um but then this couple on their way out they're just like they're just like thank you so much for your coffee it's so good here we love it and they would just compliment up the up the wall and i was like wow you feel guilty that you didn't do anything you just stood there and watched and got all of the gossip and then you were just like thanks for the coffee it's so good and then left and i was like i mean i get it like what are you gonna do and step in or anything but like it was so like the juxtaposition between that lady being like crazy and then these two people just being like oh my god i love your coffee it was so (laughs) odd in like in like 30 seconds my brain was like i can't keep up like what's going on (laughs) oh the bystander effect is real though it's so real and i was like totally fair enough like i don't expect customers to step in in those situations but it was just bizarre because like i made eye contact with them while this lady is going off like just because i was like looking around to make sure that everyone was like okay mm-hmm. and they're just looking at me and they're just like <gasps> and i'm like yeah i get it but like also like this is the service industry we deal with this fairly often but yeah it was just it's my favorite my favorite thing about those situations is the other people in the circumstance we had this one man a couple of months ago well, like months ago actually who was absolutely crazy he started saying some really like really bad stuff and one of our regulars came in like the day after and brought us all flowers because he he was just standing there the whole time and didn't intervene or anything. And he felt so guilty that he brought us flowers the next day. I mean, at least, you know, that was a kind thought. Yeah. I just find it so fascinating. Like like you said, the bystander effect. Like I find that really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that I just found fascinating to learn about while I was studying mm-hmm. psychology is just like the way that people do that type of thing and i know me to the point where i've intervened in situations where people have been being you know giant dick bags yeah and i don't expect like you said like normal people like i don't expect normal people to do that type of thing but i Mm. i make it a point to actually try to go out of my way and do that just because you you know like you never know like who you could potentially be like saving and as long as you feel safe enough in that situation to intervene like I'll do it. Plus, yeah. especially if I intervene, who's really gonna stop me? I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you could just stand there and just and somebody will run and it's the same reason why people don't cock attitudes with me whenever i once they hear the customer service voice Mm. because no like you're you're not gonna sit there and cop an attitude with a six foot four 320 pound dude that uses his you know booming that lower register yeah <laughs> like no like you don't you don't do that yeah yeah it's it's so i don't know that side of customer service is so interesting to me because like there's a level of professionalism that you're expected to keep but like there's also a level of like you're a human mm-hmm. oh yeah you know and it's a fine line between like like how you're supposed to deal with those situations and just like okay get the fuck out like you're not allowed to like get out yeah you know and i've i've been the person to do that to people like back at the last job i worked for for pp ed company dude came in and was saying some incredibly sexist shit in front Mm. of my female associate Mm. and i looked at him i was like i'm gonna be real with you i was like get the fuck out He's like, what What did you just say to me? I was like, I don't make me spell it out for you. Get the fuck out. Mm. It's like, this is your last warning. And he like stormed off, like cussing, yelling, all that other shit. And my boss looked at me and he was like, you didn't have to say fuck. And I was like, <laughs> yes, the fuck I did. And the fuck are you going to fucking do about it? Yeah. And we just had a laugh because he, he knows how I am. Like, I'm. Yeah. <laughs> Being in the business that I'm in, we have a lot more freedom and how we can converse with customers, especially customers that we are comfortable with, because Mm. most painters cuss. Yeah. And so therefore, like if we're comfortable with that individual, we can cuss, cut up and carry on like however we see fit with Mm. that individual. You just got to, you know, know your boundaries. Yeah. And so like this is normal everyday occurrence. And also I don't hide who I am anymore. Like, I do wear a mask to some degree whenever I'm at work or, you know, pretty much around literally everyone. But whenever it comes to that type of shit, no. Mask comes off and you get the asshole part of me. It's just like, get the fuck out. Yeah. Like, this is not a filter being worn. Like, this is literally, like, I will crush you if Mm. you do not follow my orders and get the fuck out. Yeah. See, that's that like level of like back the fuck off I feel like I've only experienced like once or twice when I'm at work I don't go that route I find I tend to just stick with like I I have like a corporate monologue that I have like memorized where I like script things out you know and it's it's not intentional but it's just like like for instance in that that circumstance where I was like it is it's health and safety there's nothing I can do you need to leave it's health and safety there's nothing I can do and I just repeated that until like she realized that I was just a brick wall and like I was not going to say anything else that was all I was going to say and she had to leave or I would like call the police I guess I don't know whatever I was going to do in that situation but she I could see she was going mm-hmm. but like I just kind of like give them nothing else to go off of like I don't change what I say I just find a line and stick to it and just repeat it mm-hmm. until they go um but I have in circumstances of like going out with the girls because I don't often go out like clubbing or dancing actually I, I don't 
ever really it's only whenever there's like a birthday in my friend group and that girl wants to go dancing that I would even consider it it's not something I enjoy doing but I will do it because somebody else wants to you know Mm -hmm. oh yeah um yeah and there was this one time like last summer where I went out um to celebrate a birthday for that exact situation and um we went out and there was this one girl who she didn't drink like at all in her daily life and hadn't eaten before we'd gone out and she'd had a couple drinks and they just hit her like really hard I don't know if she was feeling run down or sick or if she's just like got a really low tolerance either way she got very sick and like it it hadn't been that long like we were all pretty sober and uh and she was sick so my one friend who's normally I would consider like the pitbull of the group like she's normally like like pretty vocal and and loud but she was in mother mode taking care of this person who was sick and so the rest of us we were on the side of the street this girl was ill um and uh and the rest of us were just kind of like standing around trying to like block a vision a view you know of her getting sick and um these guys walk past and i'm tall i mean it's it's we've established here brad teases me about it but like i'm i'm like nearly 510 and um or like 176 centimeters if you're european and uh and i was wearing i wasn't wearing heels but i think i was wearing like a low heel so i was probably like 511 five maybe 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 six foot but probably 511 mm-hmm. and uh and so i'm like eye level or a little bit taller than these guys that come up right and they're trying to get a look and they're jeering and they're being like, oh, look at her. She's getting sick. Ah, it's so early. Like, what the fuck? Like, her. And, you know, being dicks. And I just turned to them and I didn't realize I do this, but apparently I do. I went full English. I just went back the fuck off. And they were like, what? <laughs> and they're like, huh? <laughs> and I was like, get the fuck away from us. And they were like, they would genuinely shaking in their boots and I was like you're going to turn around and you're going to leave and that's that's just what I said to them. I was like you're going to turn around you're going to leave and they just ran and I was like okay the English accent works for something because <laughs> I just it just it was like my Canadian just slipped off and I just went go like what are you doing here leave mm-hmm. and um and that really really works so the height thing helped, I think, because, they were, I mean, I'm tiny. Like, I'm tall, but I'm tiny. So, honestly, like, a, a stiff wind can blow me over. Like, <laughs> um, uh, But being on eye level and just saying, you're going to leave, that has never been more effective. That worked. And, I mean, hey, it's a good thing that it does work. Yeah. Yeah. But no, like, know. typically, yeah. like, I'm, like, I have a very similar way of handling things. Like, I mm. will always stick behind, like, the whole audit violation thing, as far yeah. as work goes. Because that's, like, our big, like, nobody crossed the auditor thing. Mm. And so that's just kind of it. So that's kind of what I'll hide behind in situations like that. Mm. <clears throat> but, again, it's just kind of one of those, like, I, I'm willing to cross boundaries whenever I find it necessary, depending on who I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. But other than that, just stick behind the audit violation or, like I said, info dump somebody to the point of leaving because I don't feel like dealing with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, like, everyone handles those situations differently. But, like, I find that, in general, 
in professional situations, repeating the same thing over and over again helps. And in that circumstance with the girls, just like telling them what they were going to do helped. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's like a, I don't know. I don't know the psychology behind it, but that worked because like the other girls at that point had like tried to get them to go away and they hadn't really. And so I just like stepped up and I was like, you're going to leave. And they did. Just needed somebody to be stern enough. Yeah. And like not yelling. I found like just like saying it helps, I guess. I don't know. It's just like because then it shows that you're like you don't actually like you're calm, cool, collected. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing. Like tone conveys a lot more. Like if you immediately escalate to yelling, Mm. you've lost at that point. Like, especially if the other individual is, like you said, like jeering or doing like something along those lines and being loud themselves. Yeah. Then you yelling like you've you've pushed yourself to a point of like no return Mm -hmm. but being firm and like carrying a certain tone with it that is going to be a lot more effective because like having that like commanding presence or like that more command type thing is going to elicit a lot more of a different response yeah while we're kind of on the topic, though, I will say this is something that I was taught in my first day training, and I'm going to reiterate it because I think it's important. But um, with the bystander effect, in theory, if you are in a situation where nobody is helping you, but you need help, if you point to someone who is standing around watching or, or is walking past or something and it, it is stuck in the bystander effect, they're, they're not helping if you point to them or if you call them out by like what they're wearing or you know what they look like it can help break people out of the bystander effect because it brings them into the situation they're no longer a bystander they're part Mm -hmm. of the situation yeah so um that's one thing i was taught with my first aid because it's like if you're performing first aid you point to someone or you describe someone you say hey you with the blue hat you call 911 or you with the you know you there go get uh, first aid kit or whatever it is like because otherwise if you just say somebody call 911 chances are nobody will or you know yeah like you need to bring people in yeah so that's one thing life advice from b&b anime <laughs> um but yeah uh speaking of life advice <laughs> not as good as our earlier transition but we'll go with it <laughs> oh it's fine everything's fine close My enough keeps creaking Buddy Daddies. Buddy Daddies. So, Buddy Daddies is an anime original. It was directed by Yoshiyuki Asai Mm. and done by Studio PA Works, which if you are unfamiliar with Studio PA Works, um, obviously you don't enjoy pain because they did Angel Beats and Charlotte. And also, you don't enjoy being the life of the party because they did your boy Kong Ming. Yeah. And it had its original run from January 7th of 2023 through April 1st of 2023 for a total of 12 episodes. Although technically 13 episodes because these fuckers had a recap episode and recap episodes are the bane of my fucking existence. And it's especially tender this week. Uh, yeah i'm so (laughs) i'm not okay 
after no. the way Oshinoko ended last Wednesday, I'm not okay. And the fact that we got a recap episode, I'm fuming. I'm so pissed. Yeah. It had better be worth the fucking wait next I week. Know. It's like, we logically, we get it. We understand the animators need time. We understand it still sucks. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. I propose yeah. a proposition. Okay. You want to start doing Wednesday watch parties for Oshinoko? Ooh, that would be fun. Hell yeah. We'll make yeah. a plan for next week. Yep. Or, uh, never mind, it is next week. I was getting ready to have a whole debacle again. I was like, no, wait, it's, it's Saturday. Saturday. It's still this week. <laughs> oh, my brain's already in next week. It's fine. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was just thinking. Um, so there's a, a small cultural difference that always makes me giggle. And that's mm -hmm. the idea of like one more sleep or two more sleeps, which doesn't exist in the UK. Wait. So like, yeah. So it's like, if you're like, oh my God, there's three days till Christmas. You wouldn't say, oh my God, there's two nights, two sleeps till Christmas. Like you would hear. People say that? Yeah. All the time. What? Okay. So, okay. So it's just a Canadian thing then. I mean, okay. So let's, let's cast our mind palaces back about six months ago to um, a point in my life where I was making very poor decisions in the relationship department. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that said individual, I could see saying some shit like that. Okay. And in fact, probably did say some shit like that. It's just, I figured like that was some sort of, like, you know, TikTok bullshit. I didn't think that that was legitimately a thing. No, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Because, well, funnily enough, it crept up in my life uh, only a couple of days ago because I was going home with a coworker and we were teasing each other about being like work wives. Mm -hmm. And um, and then we were joking about getting a divorce. And, um, and then she was like, uh, we were talking about, I think there was a film or something that they brought up about um, like... Uh, when you meet oh no it was a black mirror episode where you meet someone and then like there's a countdown above your head about how many days left until your relationship ends mm -hmm. and um and so she was saying um oh yeah our number is going down it's like gonna be like two left or something no i was like oh yeah i was like oh i can't wait to be to be rid of you or something we were joking about that and she just goes oh my god yay two more sleeps until we're divorced <laughs> It's like you bitch, but <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, six more sleeps until I get the record again. Ew. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Uh, uh, but it made me giggle. And then thinking about the idea of debating on whether or not the end of this week is tonight or tomorrow night. I was like, oh my God, one more sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Which is how I got onto that thought process because ADHD oh, makes me jump giant holes. That's fine. It's okay. Yeah. I wish but... I could jump giant holes, but my knees, man. <laughs> Can't jump. I'm too white for that. <laughs> I was giggling more about the giant hole side of things. <laughs> Get your brain out of the gutter. <laughs> Look, I, I haven't had to press the dicks button this whole episode. Don't make me push it now. I mean, you're the one who brought up those. I was talking about holes. Yeah, but your brain went there. 
your brain went in the gutter. Therefore, I'm like, please don't don't give me an excuse to hit the button. Please. <laughs> My brain's postal code is in the gutter. Okay. Mine is too. However, this podcast is family friendly. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Since when? <laughs> oh, the first two episodes. <laughs> Not that I ever even want to remotely remember those two episodes, (laughs) but those were family friendly. Yeah, because the first one was just an introduction and the second one was a family friendly anime. Well, no, we 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 talked about it. We're like, yeah, we can try to keep it family friendly. And then you drop the first F-bomb and then I I was just like, all right, floodgates are open. Fuck it. (laughs) I fuck is a family friendly word. Oh, you I know what? It's fine. Yeah. I Like I said before, I don't know children. <laughs> <laughs> Never been around them my whole life. I babysat three and I don't understand how I was given the consent to do that. They paid me. Oh, it, it's <laughs> it's a running joke at work. <laughs> my boss even said this in front of customers the other day. He was like, yeah, uh, this one over here pointing at me. And he like squats down behind the counter and he was like, his kid's going to walk up one day and just go, dad, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh my God, if I ever were going to have kids, probably like, I don't No, Literally me though. I I distinctly, I have a strong memory of being like, like four, like young, young, because I was counting my fingers, like young, young. (laughs) And I was going through my fingers and I was like, thumb, point to finger, fucking finger, ring, finger. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, I remember that. I remember my mom cracking up. Like, I remember it. But why? Why is it the fucking finger? Because <laughs> it's here. It's like the finger that you put up to to say "fuck you" to someone. I didn't get. I didn't get the sexual thing. I was just like, yeah, it's like the "fuck you" finger. So I was like, it's the fucking finger ring thing, pinky finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, kids are great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I must have been, what, like, three or four? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's probably one of my, genuinely, it's probably one of my earliest memories. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also love how the thumb is never referred to as a finger. It's just thumb. It's just thumb. <laughs> Poor thumb. Never gets a nickname. Poor thumb, but it's fine. It's what makes us better than most mammals. I mean, true. <laughs> most. Look, okay, I I could sit here and say all, but I don't. Uh, I don't need people adding me in the comments. Not this week. Aliens. Um. background because we're an hour into this podcast and haven't talked about anime yet um <laughs> bloody daddy's good an 8.17 out of 10 on my anime list a 4.22 out of 5 or an 8.44 out of 10 on anime planet giving it giving it a score of 8.31 out of 10 on average it has a 7.85 percent dropped rate 
I will blame that on the recap episode. Honestly, probably. I would be interested. I wish I could record, like, I wish it had, like, a record of which episode people dropped it on, but it, it, it doesn't, so. Here's here's my thing, okay? I dropped this show the week that they dropped the recap episode mm. because ADHD. So, therefore, the second I skipped a week, because anytime I see a point five on an episode, I'm like, I'm not watching that because that's yeah. a recap. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's rated a PG-13, but um, there's a heck of a lot of violence in there. So, I will give you that fair warning. Blood, gore, guts, shooting. like Smoking, alcohol. Yeah. Smoking, alcohol, um, <coughs> gambling, and sex work being a thing as well but like yeah it's like it's a gangster shit it's gangster shit so whatever gangster shit includes <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so basic description is that um you've got two one highly trained um assassin and one um kind of like he's like the he's they call him like the brains of the operation but he's also kind of just like like a goon i guess like that's kind of how i describe him like he's like like not even i wouldn't even consider him to be like if the other guy was the head honcho of the group like the gangster group uh, mafia shit um if he was the head honcho he wouldn't even be like second in command like he would be like a grunt you know <laughs> literally yeah so but they're buddies um, hence buddy daddies and um they are living um in an apartment together and then um shit happens and all of a sudden they have the a small child on their hands who is Mitty, a young girl she's four and very cute and they are now taking care of her the anime consists of shenanigans as they're trying to take care of her with also some actual like feelings and shit involved so um it's not all comedy there is a um succinct storyline that takes place over the course of the anime it is linear but there are little tiny um like sketches involved that could kind of happen whenever and it kind of takes place over about a year oh yeah it does take place like literally a year <clears throat> yeah from episode one to episode 12 yeah so uh, there are some like short little like fun episodes that just to the overall storyline are kind of like I guess throwaway episodes but they do provide a lot of really good humor and a lot of context that is fun to watch and and a good um world building character development that kind of thing we like those um but uh yeah it's a very interesting story there are some good side characters there is some interesting topics that get brought up and they some depth to them some more surface level overall it's a good watch and i do recommend that you give it a go um it's not gay but it's real gay happy pride <laughs> happy pride <laughs> happy pride um because yeah um there are two dads raising a, a daughter and it's adorable it is adorable it's a good show good watch yeah um so chicken hats exactly <laughs> oh i'm so pleased with that yeah one of us is <laughs> look okay you gave me this ammunition i did i regretted it immediately good job 
I'm very appreciative. Thank you. Yeah. Again, one of us is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, so, thoughts, feelings, opinions, vibes, overall shit. <laughs> um, very good story. Overall, OP, good. ED, mm. good. Animation, good. Mm. Um, I may or may not have cried. I also cried. So that was a thing, but yeah, yeah it was, uh, it was good. It was very enjoyable overall. Had a great time. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a um, sucker for a good story, and this filled the need for Spy Family. Uh yeah, they they do have like a lot of crossover. And I mean, um, it literally came out the season after Spy Family ended, so everybody was like, <gasps> "Spy Family 2.0." Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was cool because Miri is a really good option. Whenever we are Anya deficient. Yes. Yeah. Mary is cute. I consider her, she's slightly more bratty than Anya. Actually, quite oh, a bit more bratty. 100%. But also, I think she's younger than Anya a little bit. Like, yeah, by like a year. No, they're the same age because Anya's four and she's pretending to be six. Right? Uh, Her age is never actually confirmed, though. Okay, fair enough. But she's so pretending to she's, be six. Yeah, she's somewhere between like the ages of like four and five. And whereas Miri is four yeah, like and she's then actually five. Four. <clears throat> Over yeah. the year, she yep. becomes five, I assume. Yeah. Oh, th- that is a missed opportunity. They never they did her birthday. birthday yeah. They did have a birthday episode, well, just not yeah, for Miri. Ray, who oh, has a better Ray. waistline than I do, just saying. Uh, I wish I had a waistline. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, at the other day at work, um, one of my coworkers had told me that they're trying to, um, like, uh, not use as many disposable cups and stuff, um, because we have like, like, actual cups, um, but they always gravitate towards disposable ones, and they're like, oh my god, I'm like throwing so much away, and it's really bad for the environment and stuff. So they were like, this month, my goal is to not use them, and um, and so the other day, um, myself her and our boss were um working and she had grabbed a disposable cup and had made her drink in that so I go come on and like I I um and indicate to to what she's doing and and she's like oh shit like I was doing I was gonna do better at that like that was my goal and my boss kind of overhears and she looks over and she's like what's going on and I was like oh she's trying to um have less of uh, to create less waste or something and my boss thought I said she's a sh- thought I pointed to her sugary drink and thought that I had said she's trying to like thin her waist <laughs> and that I was like pointing out the fact that she had got a sugary drink was being like, bitch, stop drinking all that sugar. I was like, no, like, like no, no, I was saying that she shouldn't be using a disposable cup, not, not that she shouldn't be drinking that. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, could you imagine? Like your like your supervisor at work just being like, I thought you were trying to lose weight. Why are you drinking that? I was like, ouch, like you think I would do that? Then again, like I've been called out for something similar because my boss literally he overheard me saying something to a customer and I don't even remotely remember like what I said. Yeah. But my boss literally comes like running up to me. And he's like, 
Bradley, you can't ask a customer how much money they have. And I'm like, that's not even remotely what the fuck I asked. <laughs> like, no, I yeah. wouldn't do that. I, I was like, wow, our bosses have so little faith in us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh, that my was, God. That was just, I was so horrified. We teased her about it for the rest of the day. Being like, like what are you? She waitlists. Oh, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay I'll, I'll remember that there's two to cut out it's fine <laughs> she probably wouldn't mind either because she's the anime girl but like still hey so listen we got a podcast that can be listened to <laughs> <laughs> oh i should really get business cards made business cards would be fun i'll just leave them everywhere <laughs> just throw them around <laughs> just driving down the road yeet <laughs> <laughs> get one of those excuse me my body malfunctioned just get one of those <laughs> money guns and just like put the business cards in and just go out the road and just like shoot them everywhere oh go to your so local we... rave oh my god yes there was a oh. rave starting at 12 p.m the other day what yeah some dude came and grabbed a coffee before going to the rave and it was like 11 and i was who, like who goes I, to a rave at noon i was so confused I mean, to each their own, but it, why? I, I don't know. I was like, I mean, all power to you. I know nothing about rave culture. Maybe it's an afternoon tea thing. But like, <laughs> this is not what I expected when I heard about raves, you know? You go to an afternoon rave and it's actually the theater with Beethoven playing. Mm, they're all actually <laughs> ballet dancers. <laughs> Also, I don't know why that's the voice I decided to go with. Doing a rendition of Swan Lake. Oh, yes. Mm. Oh, I'm a good chap. Yes, yes, very good chaps so. <laughs> there. Uh, such exquisite refinery. <laughs> Do give the excellent host my... I fucking can't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they're just swapping those candy bracelets around whilst they're watching the ballet and then having some ket. Some, some what? Ket. Ketamine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, wait what? <laughs> I was like, I don't know what they do at raves, but that sounds right. Oh, I don't know. Molly, ecstasy, LSD. Yeah, I was going to say it's a hallucinogen. I'm like, yeah, probably. Shrooms, why not? Why not? Yeah. Oh, um, my uncle was talking about how we should ask, <clears throat> how Walker and I should ask our aunt about working Bonnaroo mm. with her because she's setting up an ice truck. Mm. I don't know if you know anything about Bonnaroo, but it's basically an excuse for people to go listen to music, trip on drugs, and fuck. Fair enough. So I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, like that's not that's not my scene. So I'm I'm good. I'll yeah. pass. Because <laughs> I've heard stories of Bonnaroo because one of my best friends used to go. Mm. I'm good. Especially Although, going with a blood relative is like that's like. Yeah, no, like I don't. I I really don't want to be standing there next to Walker trying to serve people ice. While people are fucking about six rows in front of us, while you also got people over here doing fire poi dancing, and then people over on the other side tripping on LSD while the Foo Fighters are playing in the background. Like, no, I'm good. 
the dogs are fine. Thanks for asking. Yeah, it just sounds like a Wednesday. <laughs> the fuck goes on in Toronto, mate? <laughs> you don't want to know what Canadians get up to. They're wild, man. <laughs> Why do you think I, they have I to mean, apologize so much? Oh. Then again, I guess I can't really say shit because I've been to downtown Nashville. and um, Have I told that story on here? I don't think so. About walking back from a concert and the shit that I've experienced? No. Okay, so... <coughs> oh, cough. Anyway. So, the foreign exchange student and I went to a concert in Nashville. And as we were walking back from the venue to my truck, because... The cool thing about Nashville is whenever you go to concerts in downtown, you can go park in one of the lots of the Tennessee Titans stadium mm. and you can park for free. Ooh. And it's literally right by the big pedestrian bridge that leads into downtown Nashville. Mm. So perfect place to park. Very well lit. Very well secure. All that fun stuff. So we walk to the venue, go to the concert. And as we're walking back, we walk past an alley and flowing from the alley is a stream of some unidentified liquid at that particular point in time. <clears throat> so I look down, notice the stream, and before like anything can be said, before any of us can even like remotely try to investigate, I hear a lady call from down the alley to my right, don't look over here. <laughs> And I was like, all right, not even remotely going to look over there. We're just going to keep on walking. Sometimes you just got to piss, you know? I get that, but mate, this is downtown Nashville. There are businesses galore. And it would have to be so much safer for a woman to frequent one of these venues to go use the bathroom than to just piss in a fucking alley. And as people are walking by, just don't look over here. Oh my God. <laughs> because literally two things. One, telling somebody not to do something is a good way for that to get done. I did not. Because as soon as I heard that and looked down, I put two and two together and I was like, no, no, we're going to keep walking. Mm -hmm. But two, no, like, no. <laughs> Oh, and that is forever ingrained into me as like one of the most odd interactions I've ever had over something like that. I mean, I saw a guy pissing in High Park. I feel like guys do it more frequently, though. Yeah. Yeah. Still shouldn't do that in public. No, <laughs> regardless I mean, of whatever. He had found you... a bush. I just happened to be walking through the same bush. Walking through the bush? Well, around bush. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I didn't want to see say. any kind of bush at that time. So <laughs> I kept that, that going. Was, I was more concerned about what the contents of the bush would be at that particular point in time. So I wouldn't want to be walking through said bush. No. Um, I had, I was, uh, I was exploring. I was meeting up with a friend in the park. High Park's like, I guess Toronto's version of like, what is that place in New York? Where it's like, there's that really big park. Central Park? Yeah. It's like Toronto's version of that, I guess. Um, is like a big patch of land, um, kind of on the edge, but sort of in the middle of the city. And um, I was meeting up with a friend to go have a picnic and stuff. And they were late, delayed because of the TTC, because transit is slow. And so I just went for a walk through like the woodland area down the side of the park, where it's like 
not real pathways, but it's treaded footpath, you know? Mm -hmm. And I see a guy and um, he's just standing by this like, like uh, stream. Like it's just like a, a little creek lake thing, pardon, you know, like a river thing. Um, and it's pretty and there's birds chirping and it's like a nice little area. And he looks like he's just like standing there. Like he doesn't have his hands in a place where I'm like, that's a dude peeing, you know, like he's just looks like he's enjoying the scenery. And so I don't m pay him any mind and I just keep walking. And then I, he, he also like, I'm not being quiet. He very clearly knows that there's another person around um, and, uh, and doesn't, do anything about it just still standing there so i continue to assume that he's just enjoying the scenery um and uh and so i just keep on walking by and i'm like coming up from behind him right and i'm i'm to the right hand side of him by like a couple meters but like not not like far but like like there's distance and so i'm just gonna i'm planning on following the the trodden path to go over this little like not like a bridge, but somebody put some planks down so you could get over the creek. And uh, and I'm planning on just going that way and, and just keep going forward. Um, I didn't want to disturb him. You know, he looked like he was having, enjoying his peace and quiet. Um, and I keep work, walking and he doesn't say anything, doesn't do anything, doesn't move. Just, I, again, still thinking he's just enjoying the scenery. Um, quickly though, as I walk up to him, I hear a particular kind of tinkle that is not creek tinkle. And uh -huh. yeah. And you know how, like, that that's a, there's a specific sound. Yep. Very um, specific. Yeah. And so that's when I put two and two together. And I cannot help the little squeak that comes out of me. <laughs> <laughs> it escapes. And I think that's when he realized I'm female. Um, and, uh, and that's when I get a reaction from him where he like, <gasps> and I see his shoulders rise. Still doesn't look in my direction. He's still focused. <laughs> on the scenery he is determined at this point i think um and uh and he is he's keeping eye contact with the tree ahead of him he's not like that's not going anywhere but his shoulders are slowly rising up to his ears you know like i can see him i can see him like get a little embarrassed um yeah. So, yeah, so i i also don't really know how to deal with this situation and there's no like i can't like, I could just, like, immediately just turn around and go back the direction I was going or continue straight on and just walk past him looking in the other direction and just keep going past, you know? Yeah. But back, all of a sudden, a family with children walk by. And, like... Oh. And and now I'm... Like, his shoulders are, like... He's, like... He's, like, this... My piece of wine is gone. He's, like... He's, like... Ah! And I... He might... I don't know. But, like yeah i so i'm like okay i cannot draw attention to this man because like that just that's just gonna make the situation worse so i choose to just keep going it was a split decision so i'm like go so i'm just like <laughs> looking in the complete opposite direction and i'm walking i'm like if the 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 family saw me walk down this path i think um they they're gonna notice if i squeak and run back out again and they're gonna be like what the fuck's down there and then that's a whole situation there are children so i'm just going i'm just booking it <laughs> and, I, and I and I walk across the planks and I'll like just go, just go, just go. And I walk by and I I do a lap around and then and like I go pretty far into the brush and I come back around and I'm coming back around again. And then I just see this dude and I never like I didn't get a good look at him. 
And I just see this, this dude all of a sudden, and I'm like, I recognize your clothing. He's now sitting on a boulder with his head just in his hands, <laughs> just <laughs> contemplating all of his life experiences. And I'm like, yeah, dude, it's what you get for peeing in the city. Like, in a, like, I get something where you got to go, you got to go. But like, you could have walked further off the path, dude. Yeah. And you see, here's the thing. Okay. As, as a dude, if you're going to commit said act, yeah, I will commend him for acting like he's enjoying the scenery. Because yeah. obviously, if you're going to take a piss in public, you don't want to draw attention to what you're doing. No. You obviously want to make it as nonchalant as possible. Mm -hmm. So I commend that. But don't like you said wander off the path yeah just like, like a don't, little bit don't do it in an incredibly public area that's how that's how you get put on a registry yeah i was like dude like like i don't know like part of me though like in europe it's a lot more common to see it it's just like i don't know like it's less of a taboo people have to pee um but then nakedness is a lot more normal in europe in general like mm -hmm. you know it's just a thing um so like it was shocking to me to see it in canada was the thing that was shocking mm -hmm. you know because i was like canadians don't do that but they obviously do they're just more discreet about it yeah this dude was not discreet this dude walked two meters off the path and thought good enough <laughs> no no th this bush will be fine this it's bush okay. will be fine yeah there's a river nobody will hear i'm like i did though <laughs> <laughs> Got a little squeak out of it. It, it, it. You did make me squeak invol involuntarily. <laughs> oh. Um, speaking of peeing, there's nothing about peeing in this show. Um, <laughs> these, the, these segues just keep getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Oh, it's okay, though. I'm here for it. It's yeah. fine. Um, Show's good. Go give it a watch. <laughs> There's, there's a lot of like um, depth to this show that I wasn't really expecting. I mean, you get hints of it within the first couple of episodes with um, uh, Kazuki's like alluded backstory, mm -hmm. and then the revelation of that is kind of less than I wanted it to be in a way. I mean, that makes it sound really bad because like his pregnant wife died, but like was exploited. But like, I want like. I wanted more to it than they gave me, I guess. Well, it's kind of one of those things to where I feel like had they intended on continuing the anime past the first season. Yeah. I feel like they might have expanded on that a bit. Yeah. I think where I'm getting a little bit stuck is um, he doesn't seem to particularly grieve the loss of his unborn child other than like a couple of flashbacks he's absolutely grieving his wife more than his unborn child which i get but like the 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 premise of the show is him finding a family again via a child right so like i i would have liked to have seen when he's like talking to his wife at least an acknowledgement to the baby mm -hmm. um that was one thing and another thing um when they did the like i guess a montage of what happened to his wife he takes responsibility for it 
as in like it was my fault that she died but it was actually just a wrong place like it was a complete coincidence that his wife was in that specific spot and i think yeah. they could have plugged that hole by simply having it have been like a we're gonna go on a date and meet up at a place at this time or whatever and then he gets held up at work and then the accident happens in the location of where he had planned to set up the date like she needs he needs to be the reason why she's in that spot if that makes yeah. sense yeah i get it because other otherwise it's just a complete coincidence that she was there and then it doesn't make as much sense that he blames himself because yes okay it was his his like his target that was the person who exploded everything but it wasn't his like they weren't targeting her like because then his whole thing is that he's he can't have a family or anything he can't have anybody close to him because he puts them in danger but he didn't put her in danger she was just in the place at the wrong place wrong time yeah you know Mm -hmm. so like he needs a reason for her to have been in that spot that makes it stronger in my opinion Oh, no, I agree. I I get what you're saying, 100%. Yeah. And I feel like it would have been super easy for them to have done that because it could have, it could have just been something really simple of, like, you know, of, like, that, of, like, yeah, let's go out on a date. Well, I'll meet you at this spot. Or, you know, yeah, just, like, anything that would have, that would have brought her to one specific space where then the accident happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Again, there were there were like little plot holes like that mm-hmm. throughout the story that I think could have, you know, used a little bit more information. And I wish that there was, you know, gonna be more to the story. Yeah. But unfortunately, just sad. Yeah, it's it's very wrapped up. Um, which I actually I don't mind that we got a complete conclusion because I don't particularly enjoy shows that end on an ambiguous note of we don't know if we're going to get a second season so we're going to leave you with a hint that we can build off of if possible but also it's like mostly closed up that feels yeah i i I feel like we experienced that a lot and it does feel kind of like cheap in a way oh no i i 100 agree especially if it's not set in stone it is incredibly cheap yeah either give us the full story or give us nothing at all yeah and i like that this was wrapped up yeah, I agree. And it was a really good ending, too. Mm-hmm. Like, seeing everybody grown up. Although, if I had to have taken a guess what Kazuki would look like as an adult, I would have nailed it right on the head. I like as an adult, meaning as a 40-year-old, because he's yeah. very much an adult throughout all of this. He is a child. Both of them are children. He is married. He was married and about to have a baby. He was a full-on adult. But they both act like children. True. But that was five years ago that that, wi- that his wife died. Like, he's probably 30. Children. <laughs> um, oh, they are both adults, but children. Yes, I, I agree with that, that yeah. Um, with Mary's mother, I found the story. I just wanted somebody to tell her, you're dying with cancer. You're going to die. Like, you don't know when, but you know that it's terminal. Yet you want to take the child that you abandoned out of their comfortable living environment to look after them for however long you possibly have while you die a very uncomfortable death, forcing your child to watch and live that experience with you 
to then leave them alone again with no one to look after them? How fucking selfish. Oh, no. I I 100% agree. That was one of the things that kind of, like, ground my gears over that. Yeah. Then again, it's one of those things to where I, I don't know. Like, I, I was wondering when they would bring her back into the story. Yeah. I did not expect it to take that turn. No. But then I'd fucking, I don't know. Mm. Her death made me sad, though. Yeah, her death did make me sad. In a in a kind of way of, like, it's sad, but it's not as sad because it doesn't feel like a stolen life in a way. No. Because she was already going to die. That had been written in the story. So she just died a different way and slightly sooner than she would have already. Yeah. But I also really didn't like her as a person. Oh, no, absolutely not. The second she took Miri away, I was like, yeah. fuck this bitch. That's the thing, is I'm sad for Miri, who loves her mother, but doesn't understand her mother at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm sad for the innocence of a young child. Also, I really wish like we would have known like whether Miri found out. Yeah. Because whenever she says goodbye to her mom in the final episode, like as she's going into high school... And she says goodbye to the photo. I'm like, hmm, when did you find out? How did you find out? Yeah. So very, that was a kind of sour note that got left with me on that whole bit. Mm -hmm. Then again, Um, I don't know. Yeah. And like, I mean, I get that they left the underworld and wanted to live a completely normal life. But I just, part of me wanted to see them... You know, because when he was like, yeah, I can't believe for the past 10 years I've been living a totally normal life. And instead of, like, instead of the joke of, like, but you went out with a girl last night, I would have loved a joke of, like, yeah, absolutely, totally normal, like, that car that you hotwired or something, you know? Like, like I, I wanted them to still be, <laughs> this is so dumb, but I wanted them to still be in the crime world, just, like, more dumb and petty and, like, yeah yeah like like he's still like doing like he's doing some like under the table gambling or something like i wanted it to be like like because i don't think that those two characters a character that was raised from birth as an assassin and a character that um was abandoned or i can't remember what happened with his parents but like didn't have parents like dinah carson what was it i don't know i don't know too many anime characters losing their parents it's kind of a trope yeah um but either way raised himself on the streets those two characters i don't think would ever lose that edge to them i don't well, know i mean you you see them like slowly losing that edge yeah so they they worked it out well yeah they... i just i was just like something like something light and sneaky but like not like just to keep them attached to that to their how they survived yeah um, I don't know though. Just like, yeah, or like I don't know. Just like the hint that they're still as extreme as they were in mm-hmm. whichever way that they've shifted that extremeness. But like you know, like the with the um field day race where they like mark out their spot with like barbed wire and bombs. Yeah, like, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, like that vibe, but just a slightly different application. You know. I, I can see it, but also the fact that he got called out for sleeping around. I was like, that's great. Yeah. 
Because it doesn't play uh, on like the beginning of the show where dude got talked into a casino by a bunch of chicks and then yeah. lost everything. <laughs> yep. Um. So those, yeah. And then Ray with his father is also kind of like a, it's a, a well-known, well-done concept. Like it's um, not anything groundbreaking. No, I I think the conclusion of it was done well. Agreed. Because the whole, like, instead of, like, more finality on that, like, Ray just shot himself to make him useless to his dad, then he's like, okay, I'm done. Bye-bye. Yeah. And then the fact that his father couldn't shoot him to kill him leaves you with the implication that his father does care about him somewhat. At least, yeah, I don't know. And the fact that they haven't had any issues out of him yeah. in 10 years. Yeah. So that just kind of like, again, it's why I wish that there was more so we could get a little bit more of the story. Yeah. But at the same time, eh, it's fine. Well, and also because like, I don't know, maybe this is just me like reading way too much into it. But I also get the implication that like these two guys, these two characters will not be able to walk away from the underworld with zero enemies. They've already said, like, not just the organization, but, like, outside of the organization, they have enemies because of their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, But it is implied that in those 10 years, they haven't done anything to do with the underworld or anything like that at all. They They walked away from it completely. So that leaves me with the, like, the thought that either... Ray's dad or or um Kyutaro have been pulling strings behind the scenes to make it so that those other enemies just like either don't know they exist or have like been taken out quietly or whatever to be able to give them the family life and like I don't know that's like I'm interested to know more about that bit yeah because I don't think that they would be able to yeah, I know. I agree. They're, I'm left with a lot of questions that I want answers yeah. to, yeah, but I'll never get answers to them, and it's fine. No, and that's the thing, is that this anime is designed to be just a little bit, like, it's not a well-fleshed-out, well-thought anime. It's not supposed to be, I don't think. I think it's supposed to be, like, a dumb gangster film, like you used to watch when you were around your grandparents' house, because your granddad loved to watch those dumb gangster films. You know, like, it's... It's one of those in anime form. Yeah, no, I agree. It was a good story that had a good Mm -hmm. ending. It wasn't, like, incredibly fleshed out or anything. It was just there to tell a story, and they told it, and we we got the ending on it. Yeah, and there are some really good characters. Um, There's some really good humor. The animation is great. Ray has a better waist than I do. I'm going to say that again, because that shot of him um, getting dressed to go meet his dad on the day of his birthday, where he's like, I was going to say, yeah, he's kind of backlit, but he's facing the window. But we're seeing him, like, his silhouette, and he's putting on a white shirt, and it's just his his, just his silhouette. Oh, my God, his body. <laughs> I know he's a drawing, but, like, I want that body. <laughs> uh, same. Yeah. Like, that's a figure to die for. My I, gosh. I, I, I just want to be a figure other than round. Okay, thanks. <laughs> oh. Uh, it's fine. Everything's fine. I'm working on it. It's okay. Tennis. Yeah, tennis. I played this week. It was fun. You did? Yeah. That's fun. 
I'm getting back elbow? into it. Uh, elbow's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a. Uh, I'm no longer like trying to play it like super competitively or anything like that. Mm. I'm treating it as an exercise because at this point I realize I am a 27, almost 28 year old man. I'm getting older. Therefore, like, and also I have no intentions of taking it professional or anything like that. So therefore it's a workout. That's what I'm going to use it for. Like use it with like, use it as fellowship to go out there and like play with friends and hang out and have a good time and also work off some of this excess fat. You got to beat. Who is it that you had the, uh, you have the bet with? Uh, well, I did have a bet with tree last year, mm. but bet over. Um, we never finished it due to um, issues from last year. Okay. Complications that kind of, you know, set the, set the bet off the rails. <laughs> I just, um, I just want to get weight off because we're going to Disney in November and, um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to have a bad time like I had at the fair last year. Mm. Did I talk about my trip to the fair last I year? Know. I don't, I don't know if you did. So went to the fair last year with the ex. Mm. And um, for one, it's I think it's well established on this podcast. If not, I'm going to make it known again. I don't like rides. Mm. Like rides and I just don't get along. They hurt my back a lot. Mm. Like I'm willing to like, obviously, I'm going to Disney in November. So I'm like willing to, you know, forego that for the betterment of those around me. And it's fine. But I it's not something that I'm just going to outright choose to do. Yeah. Because it hurts. Well, the ex really wanted to go to the fair. So therefore, I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, I'll go. And then whatever you want to ride, you have at it. Because, again, they hurt. And fair mm. rides are a lot more jerky than normal rides. Yeah. So therefore, I'm like, no, no, I'm good. Like, you go. You have a good time. Well, we go. Obviously, you know, whenever you're with someone, you want to try to, you know, appease them in some way, yeah. shape, form, or fashion. Therefore, she's like, okay, let's ride this thing. I'm like, okay, I will ride just one thing, and that's fine. We get in it, and everything in a fair is like, you know, all like pullover straps or like lap bars and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It didn't go down all the way on me. Oh. And so I was not fully secured. Mm -hmm. And so as we we're going on this thing that's spinning very, very, very fast, um, and spinning multiple directions. Mm. My ass was sitting there sliding back and forth across the entire thing. Wow. So, yeah, I was very uncomfy. That was very unsafe. Yeah. Next ride we get on, exact same thing. And now, granted, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm 6'4", and I carry my weight extremely well because most of my height comes from the waist up. Not the mm. waist down. Like, I have a very, like, normal leg size, but my torso is longer than most. So, I carry my weight well. Mm. <clears throat> but still, like, I am not afraid to admit, your boy overweight. Your boy fat. It's okay. I'm working on it. I realize this. However, fair rides are not made for bigger people, especially whenever it has, like, lap bars and shit, because they don't latch properly, and so you're sitting there sliding all over the place. Yeah. And I... I went on one. I'm like, okay, this is fine. Like, I'm done. Like, I'm good. And she could visibly tell that I was upset and still pressed to go ride more. Ew. And ride more and turn into like a whole gaslighting thing and all this other shit that I'm not going to get into because thankfully not in that relationship anymore. 
but it was literally a whole thing of like constantly riding these rides and sliding all over the place i'm just like <sighs> i'm not safe now thankfully yeah. i haven't had any of those night terrors anymore where i get flung off of a ride oh, buddy. <laughs> because uh, i think everybody's had those dreams or night terrors before right where you get like flung off of a ride and hit the ground and wake up i haven't not that i mean i've had my legs okay yeah that's okay i've had the one where <laughs> uh slightly different same thing um uh where you're on a roller coaster and there's a, a cable hanging down and then your legs get chopped off i've had that one i've never had that one yeah i haven't had the flung off one but yeah i've had ride dreams yeah <laughs> uh, uh. So it was kind of one of those things where ever since then, thankfully, never had those night terrors again. And I think it's because I experienced it in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Mm -hmm. But yeah, ever since then, I'm like, no, uh -uh. I'm never going to a theme park again until I get weighed off. Because no, absolutely not. Mm. And then I also, mean, like, yeah. I'm Disney's going to be a shit ton of steps. So I want to make sure that I'm in good enough shape to enjoy that. Also, yeah. Japan next year. That's going to be even more steps because Japan, you walk every fucking way. <laughs> yeah, more steps and things are going to be generally smaller because Japanese people are generally smaller. You're a giant, my guy. You're not going to be that much different, mate. I know. And I'm already, <laughs> I'm already mentally preparing to be like, oh my God, look at all these cute clothes. I can't wear any of them. <laughs> like, it's the thing. Like, I'm going to tower over you. And you're yeah. going to tower over everyone else. We'll never lose each other. No, absolutely not. Like, we will literally be able to see each other over the shelves and everything will be fine. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. Everything's fine. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm terrified about... No, I... I yeah. No, it'll be, it'll be fine. You're I already, in Canada, see over the washroom store dolls. Stall doors. Uh-huh. I see over those, so... They don't consider that women get tall when they make those. I I think it's just kind of a, like, fix it for standard height, and then, like, you should be good, in theory. Yeah, but not... It's never okay in practice. Yeah, yeah, like, I I could, like, like yeah, it's a, like, it's a thing. I can see right over there. Yeah, um, I, I, I can only imagine how Japan's gonna go. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, anything else to say about buddy daddies? Where are we at? uh i'll give it a solid 6.5 yeah i'm i'm kind of with you um i i'm i'm so yeah i'm solid on a 6.5 because it's very entertaining it's a very good fun story to just watch and enjoy it's quite bingeable i do like that about it the characters in general are fun and not too like they're they're just good characters Miri's cute. I I find her a little annoying, but then she's a bratty child, and I hate children, so that's a Good me enough. thing. <laughs> <laughs> the comments were actually saying that a lot too, especially on the dub side of things. Yeah, because obviously I watched it week to week subbed, and so therefore, up until whenever I dropped it, whenever I was watching through it this time, I watched it subbed or yeah. I watched it dubbed. Just mm -hmm. to get caught back up, because that way I could focus on other shit that was happening while yeah. doing that. And people were just complaining so much about it. I'm like, um, like, okay, like, I get it. <clears throat> like, as someone who, as we talked about earlier, has the mantra of, I love my godkids and nephews and, you know, all other children. Like, it's fine until they start crying. And I'm like, here you go, go back. <laughs> yeah, get rid of it. 
like i kind of get it but also it's an anime about a child like get over it yeah i think that's uh we also see like the there's very specific gender role descriptions like that are implied with this show that is interesting because kazuki takes the role of motherhood it's actually joked about throughout the show quite a bit and with that role he also absorbs the um characteristics of um a housewife mm-hmm. or just a mom in general um he's working full-time like ray is although their jobs are not traditional but he is also the sole person who cooks cleans and um does all the laundry and maintenance of the house um until he explodes and Ray has to pick up the slack and Mary has to start showing some appreciation for what he's doing. This is a common story that all of us, for the most part, are very familiar with. I feel like it's it's a huge generation generational thing. And it's actually been a discussion that I've I've been hearing about um quite a bit about how our generation, um our this current generation that's coming up is the generation of like what they consider to be the lost romance because before like the boomer era and slightly beforehand were um, working husband housewife then women got jobs were able to work like legally allowed to like my grandma was not legally allowed to work after she was married um she had to work illegally because they weren't making enough money but like that was illegal um and uh, and then it became like women could work even after they're married. So then, because of feminism and shit, women were like, okay, well, I'm going to get a job and I'm going to maintain my job and I love my job and I'm going to work. But they were also still fulfilling the role of having a family and being a mother. So then they became a mother, were still a full-time employee, also working full-time at the house, cooking, cleaning dishes and everything like that because the men in who they were having babies with were raised by a woman who did everything at home. And so they were raised to believe that women should do everything at home and they didn't know how to function outside of that. And so their wife became their mother, you know? Mm -hmm. And we all witnessed that. We saw that as a generation growing up, that that's how it is. You know, your mom works full time, but she's also a mom full time. Your dad works full time. And then when he comes home, he gets to chill, right? Yeah. So the men of our generation are still they saw their dad chilling and their mom doing all the work and they still believe that, that that's how that it goes. And they don't, I don't think it's a conscious thing. And I'm saying this is very general thing. So I'm, I know that not all men are like this, but um, in there's a, like they, that's, that's just how it is. Like they weren't raised to know all of that kind of stuff and to see that. However, the young girls who were raised in this generation witnessed their mom working full time and cooking, cleaning and all that jazz. And the vast majority of us, picked up that slack for when our mums were too physically exhausted to do any more. Us girls are the ones who started taking on those tasks of doing the laundry, of, you know, getting the dishes done, helping with dinner, all of this kinds of stuff. Like, how many guys don't know when Mother's Day is or forget their mum's birthday and have to be reminded by their sisters? Like, it's it's a thing. It's known. Um, and uh, and so there's, like, this this divide right now between women who are like, I saw my mom do that and I'm either going to be a mom and a housewife and do that or I'm going to have a career and I'm not doing both. Like, I refuse. I saw my, how exhausted my mom is. I refuse. So I want an equal relationship where we both, like, 
do chores together and we both raise a kid together or we're going to have specific roles that we like fully fulfill like there's not going to be like i don't what is this thing of me doing both right yeah and because of that there's this disconnect and so that's why they're saying we're the generation of lost romance is because like we're not generationally on the same page and so there's like this uh, this gender gap that's happening um of where guys are like expecting a lot of girls to to fill in that role of what their mom did but they those girls are refusing to do so because they witness their mom do it and they don't want to mm-hmm. um and that is kind of displayed in a very interesting way throughout this anime because both of the main characters are male so it brings the communication of said subject into a realm where gender isn't a a thing because i feel like people tend to get very heated when you make things about gender but the argument is the same you have one character that is working and taking care of everything and one character that is doing what they want and working so there's there's it's still they're both working but one character is also doing so much more yeah and then you have this argument this fight and where Kazuki leaves and and says that fuck it I'm done women in that circumstance wouldn't get the same outcome that he gets which creates an interesting discussion because he's mm-hmm. just allowed to blow off steam and then everyone's happy at end of date you know mm-hmm. but like in real life that's not how that works no it's not um but I found that very interesting that this topic was brought up and I also find it very like I don't know like this is it's solvable <laughs> in this with two male characters so it's solvable in real life with a male and a female like it's fine but like i don't know i just thought about it a lot when i was watching this i was like okay you know there's they're they're actually providing a a real base for a discussion on gender roles here and i don't think they realize how much they're doing that i don't know well it's so we've noticed that kind of as we've watched more modern anime it's like they're slowly becoming more progressive with the conversations that they have in anime. Yeah. Like even the pride stuff that you noticed in the last episode of the Kaguya-sama film. Mm-hmm. Like stuff like that. Just little bits kind of sprinkled in here or yeah. there. So it's like it's kind of making its way into the conversation a little bit more and more as time goes along. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was a it's a good thing to have those resolutions displayed in media like this like it's it's a conversation that needs to happen in so many households and to have it displayed portrayed and solved and make the character who's upset about having to do all of this work not seem like a crazy bitch you Mm -hmm. know yeah makes it such a casual conversation that allows it to be something that becomes more casual in real life and not something that necessarily explodes into a huge thing. I think that this is important, especially because a lot of young people love anime, watch anime and absorb the ideas from anime. And there's a lot out there (laughs) that isn't great about anime. We've spoken about it before about the like jiggle physics and People being 3,000 years old dating someone who's 16 because it's fine, they're just a fairy. You know, like, we make jokes about these things that are part of anime and part of, like, otaku culture that we've been experiencing our whole viewing anime viewing lives. But they haven't changed up until, like, what, like a year ago? 
Yeah, like I think pretty much whenever Given came out, or like yeah. sometime kind of around that, whenever it started to become a little bit more of a mainstream idea, I guess. Yeah. And it's it's just really good to see that some real conversations that like I'm not even saying like necessarily like you need to fully believe in everything that I believe in. Like you don't have to. Like you you do you. But I think that it's important that we at least have conversations where the like the ability to have a thought out, structured discussion over issues that are a thing, you know, w- regardless of what side you're on, is the only way that we can move forward as a community. And that community can be you and your bestie or like a thousand people or a hundred thousand people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. And putting, like, small little tidbits of that throughout shows that are just for funsies is really good to see because it just, I don't know, it just expands people's brains and the idea of, like, that it's it's okay to just talk about it. Like, you don't need to agree with me, but, like, at least we can have a discussion over it. Yeah, and I, I 100% agree. Like, I think these days it's a lot more important to leave things open for discussion. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of what gets lost a little bit with our generation is everybody is so worried about being right rather than just like actually having the conversation itself. Yeah. And so I I definitely think like it's going to continue to get better mm-hmm. as, you know, the conversations are brought up more and more and hopefully people will begin to see the, you know, see that side of things. Yeah. I don't know. My brain is... My brain fried. Yeah, we had a heavy topic on the end there, but like, yeah, I don't, it's just I I just enjoy the fact that these small little things are being included more and more in anime, and I do notice them and I appreciate them, um, because it does it just like allows for conversations in the comment sections of Crunchyroll to like have some substance to them, which is more than it was two years ago, you know? Oh, one one hundred percent agree. Like just. The overall, like, topics and conversations, like, both in the comment section of Crunchyroll and, like, the conversations that you and I are having now, like, are growing as time goes along. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I love some jiggle physics. I mean, uh, we watched Keijo for episode 69 for a reason. Yep. I am a bisexual. I mean, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. Everybody loves boobs. Even straight women. I mean, it... You can't go wrong with them. <laughs> yeah, even gay men. Everybody loves boobs. Boobs are just great. They are. They are great. Yeah. Um. So, 6.5s across the board. Yeah. I gotta pull up the schedule to see what we're doing next week, because I can't remember shit. The way of the house husband. Speaking of gender Oh, roles. look at that. <laughs> wow, what a way to segue into next week's topic. Honestly. Oh, God. And I cannot wait for you to watch this. Oh, and I wish I could convince you to watch the dub for this. Do you hear the dog? I do hear the dog, actually. (laughs) My window is closed. (laughs) Barf. 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 (laughs) Bond? (laughs) Too little for Bond. Bond is a borf. That's a barf. (laughs) Barf. Mm -hmm. Sounds like the asshole neighbor's dog. Yeah. Oh, poor little Coco. They got a little, like, miniature poodle. Mm. She bark. She bark a lot. 
And you got Gracie. Gracie the door bull. Uh, okay, bye. Uh, yeah. Uh, socials. Blue Lavenders. If you want to follow Blue on literally everything else other than um, Twitch, because she no longer streams. Uh, Brad Garen for me on Instagram and Brad Carter Gaming on Twitch. Uh, I stream occasionally now. I've streamed twice in the past week because we've had two court cases. Oh my goodness, that was stress and a half as far as RP goes <laughs> this past week. Yeah, it's been. It's been fun, but hey, I wore a suit on stream <laughs> yesterday, so that was good. Also, like that was my like most attended Twitch stream ever, so I'm I'm very pleased with that. That, oh, was, that was that was very good. Oh, thanks. It was it was fun. I enjoyed it. Just a little like bits back into stream here or there. Like I've enjoyed, and then yeah, before to or to, fuck, I can speak. I can do words. Be sure to look forward to the many more projects and stuff we have coming up because we've got some very, very cool things in the works. Yeah. So, Renfair yeah. vlog will be coming out at some point. I have lots of footage, so I'm filtering through it right now. And B&B Gaming with the D&D thing will also be coming soon. We've got everybody confirmed and we've got a little bit of backstory and stuff to go. And then I just got to yeah. figure out how to set up the whole recording process for it. So I've got somebody i can reach out to about that but once we get that figured out we'll get uh we'll get everything rolling on that but until then we'll catch you all next time love you bye